Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> it's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. You may drink. You may smoke. You may interrupt, but I'm here to f- Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. There's lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Radio, where we smoke, we drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we... Yeah. Well, Bernie, uh, Bernie Fox came to mind last night, sitting there with Milt Larson, creator, inventor of the Magic Castle in Hollywood, California. Bernie was a good friend of uh, my own self and Milt Larson for many, many years. He played a role in Milt Larson's production at the Mayfair Music Hall in Santa Monica as the chairman. And that's another name for the MC of these old vaudeville shows from London, England, and how Bernie Fox sort of grabbed that gig. The auditioned chairman for this stage performance all day. And they were about to give up. Milt sitting there with a, another producer friend and a director. And none of them quite lived up to that chairman that they were looking for. And then all of a sudden, when they're about to throw in the towel, they hear from the back of the room... Uh, forgive this uh, intrusion. And it's Bernie Fox, Bernard Fox, a.k.a. Dr. Bombay from Bewitched. And as Milt mentioned, said this was a working actor. And I said, I know. Back at th- This was the early 70s. He was on Bewitched all the time. Hogan's Heroes. Colonel he did, Trittenton. Yeah, he did, he did everything when it came to... He was in movies. So you know, talented. You know, he was in the original, uh, tit- the original Titanic. Not to mention the second Titanic, where, as Milt put it, and uh, and Bernard Fox mentioned to me, he said, "Yeah, they uh, they paid me for two weeks there in I think it was part of Vallarta, but it was in Mexico where they shot that for doing nothing." Wow! And that because his scene was not. What's his name? Cameron. Uh, James Cameron. Yeah. James Cameron loved him so much that they paid him thousands upon thousands of dollars to simply sit there for two weeks and as Bernard Fox mentioned to Milt, yeah, bought my house. Wow. <laughs> for two weeks, yeah. So several hundred thousand dollars at the very least he made and then finally, two weeks in his scene and it really wasn't much but I think it meant so much to Cameron to have the man who was in the uh, the Eagle's Nest. Is it the Eagle's Nest? What yes. the, the, on the original Titanic oh. from the 40s or 50s in this, the Titanic uh, from what? God, is that 20 years ago now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least. Uh, but Bernard Fox, man, God rest his soul. And he came to mind last night because 
He's a Brit. <laughs> and uh, from London, England. And uh, and he had no problem with the monarchy, being a true Brit. Um, and this is a man that you know him, and you know his face. Bernard Fox. Look him up. He was funny as hell on Bewitched. Uh, Dr. Bombay, Dr. Bombay, come right away. And any time, and he was a regular on this show. And any time yes, I would mention that, he'd say, and there I'd be, you know, in his British accent. He, um, he performed on stage for that entire tour of the Mayfair Music Hall with uh, Milt Larson's production as the chairman uh, at night. And he did all his you know TV stuff during the day. Then he'd come there, and it was a passion for him. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't paying a, an ass load of money for that. So it was something that he wanted to do because Bernard Fox's father was in vaudeville wow. and played that role as the, the British chairman. I love him so much. He's one of those those dudes in my life that I miss. Mm. Lori, did you ever meet him? No, but you you were talking to him on the phone and, and trying to get him back over on the show when I came in. It was yeah, he was ailing, and then of yeah. course kaput. And, and he wanted uh, to come. We we met him at events, so we'd run into him different times. I just uh, I I love Bernard Fox, and this is something you will hear nowhere else because. This was a live performance on Outlaw Radio of the great Bernard Fox, a.k.a. Dr. Bombay, come right away. Uh, his shtick that was on stage at the Mayfair Music Hall in Santa Monica, this was his bit taken from the late 1800s, early 1900s, performed on Outlaw Radio by Bernard Fox. Forgive this intrusion and a bit of confusion. I've really no right here at all. But I'm having trouble, you see. The stage manager's been rude to me. When I struck a match, you'd have thought I'd struck him at the way on my collar he flew. Then I struck an idea, and now it strikes me. I ought to see how it strikes you. When once a cigar you have lighted, it spoils it to let it go out. But when I lit up this at the side of the stage, the stage manager flew in a terrible rage. Now, I don't know much of theatrical laws, but I... Actors do smoke on the stage. I've seen scores. So the reason that I've come out here is because I don't want my cigar to go out. Yeah! All this wonderful applause and fanfare for the great Bernard Fox. It's called talent. Now let me ask you something. Would you... Would you like to hear a little more? There's more to this. Yeah, oh, sure. It only gets better. Yeah. Oh, Carl Nolet, yes? Oh, yes, so, let's do it. Okay, okay pause for a second, Lord. That's Carl Nolet, the Nolets of Kettle One fame. Oh, wow. Yes. That, that's Carolus, which is his name in his home country. Carl Nolet was there. And I, I am so I didn't know I had this long version. Mm-hmm. There's there is more to this. And please enjoy Bernard Fox. This is the second stanza of I don't want my cigar to go out. Now, me and the wife's mother are fond of each other. Well, we're not, but I say that to rhyme. Now, to talk of one's mother-in-law, none of her uncontrollable jaw, is a chestnut, I know, but still it's the truth, so I may as well ring it in here. We took the dear soul to Brighton last week, and she fell off the end of the pier. I laughed. 
The people rushed hither and thither. In fact, there was nothing but rush. One rushed for a life belt. One rushed for a boat. I rushed to conclusions. How long could she float? <laughs> the wife turned to me. You're a good swimmer, she said. Why don't you dive in? But I just shook my head. I can't very well at the moment, I said. I don't want my cigar to go out. Oh, wow. I, it, I, I'll tell you what. I got the shivers. I'm going to take you back, Matt. God, I love him. So the last time we saw him, I think collectively, yeah, you were doing an event, and it was at <clears throat> not the not Ryan Styles, but there was another comedian there. You mean my my former friend, the tall man of comedy, yeah, Ryan Styles, whose line is anyway, Black yeah, Hawk Down. He's still your friend. Drew Carey show. But that tall guy that had dark hair, you know, that was like t he was up and coming, and he did a lot of things. We didn't. Who, who, who would this be? Well, I mean, if he was up and coming, oh did he become anything? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and so we were doing some show for... Tall, a tall guy with black hair. Yes. Uh, and we did this event. I think it was like at the studios at CBS. Yeah? And uh, it was from that girl, Susan, that uh, something in media. Okay. And so we did this event. You were there. Right. Bernard Fox was there. You okay. embraced him. Yeah. You guys were hugging. Yeah. I love I, Man, I love him. That was like the last event. That was the first time I met him personally and the last event. Probably the last time I saw him. I you know, so. out, of, out of sight, out of mind. But and you did call him after that. <clears throat> regrets, I, I've had a few, and uh, and I do recall an unanswered phone call from him. Yeah. And uh, boy, does that piss me off. So I guess, uh, learn your lesson, my friends. If someone calls you, return their call. You never know how long someone's going to live. Yeah. Bernard Fox, I don't want my cigar to go out, a.k.a. Dr. Bombay and uh, <laughs> in uh, Cameron's Titanic. <laughs> Uh, parents slam Democrats laughable attempts to rewrite history on school closures after test scores fail. American Federation of Teachers President Randy Weingarten was up in arms after a Wall Street Journal uh, op-ed accused her of flunking the pandemic. Joining the chorus of leftist voices attempting to shift the blame for pandemic-era school closures away from Democrats in charge and onto former President Donald Trump. Parents Beth Ann Rosica and Rob Kuttner, along with child educational advocacy nonprofit founder Dana Hansley, took exception on Fox and Friends first and slammed the notion that blue states and cities should be left off the hook for slipping test performances among students nationwide. Here's the quote. I'm not a big Trump supporter, but I can tell you definitely that President Trump in the summer of 2020 made it very clear that schools should reopen, and that is not what happened in Democratic states, Rosica told host Todd Pirro. Wow. Democrats trying to rewrite friggin' history around school closings. So this Rosica, who's a Pennsylvania mother of two, a former Democrat, former Democrat, so she uh, obviously has seen the light, said uh, she didn't think she could ever vote for the party again. Um, I'll never say never because you never know how things could change, but right now, certainly no circumstance under which I would vote for a Democrat. Uh, these are the facts. I mean, these are simply the facts we're speaking here. These are the facts. If you recall, Trump said yes. 
Yes, go back to school. Of course. And this whole mask wearing it. Talk about an overblown piece of crap, man. As the facts continue to come out, I think it's going to blow your mind. And this may take a long time for the reality to set in on what this thing was truly all about. It was politically motivated. Dana Hensley, founder of the Restored Childhood nonprofit, which uh, advocates for uh, kids in light of COVID-era policies, called the attempts to backtrack on school closures completely laughable, including White House Press Secretary, uh, Secretary uh, man, yeah, uh, Jean P- uh, Pierre's claims, boy, that, uh, that Kareen, mm. idiot stick. Um... She, uh, she noted the mismanaged pandemic during the Trump administration, trying to pin it on Trump. Hensley also described the uphill battle parents endured to see their children re-enter the classroom in blue states. Residents and parents in blue states only had their kids go back to school full-time if they crowdfunded lawsuits, sued their school district and their governors, she said. No way that what the White House is putting out is true. I, I, I appreciate the smart people sort of figuring it, 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 this out and those with common sense instead of being so I just hate that guy Trump fine, hate him all you want but please stick with the facts and understand what the truth is San Francisco parent San Francisco parent Rob Kuttner weighed in next calling the left's rebranding attempts so Orwellian that they're almost Soviet Almost. Almost Soviet. Uh, These were the people on the Internet over the last two years talking about school closures uh, were the way to go. Yeah, yeah, it was a smart thing. That uh, teacher's union, man, what a big bunch of crybaby sons of bitches. Yep. Uh, the effects children face for being away from their classmates for two years is friggin' r- ridiculous. Yeah. No, what they what they want? Can you imagine that? I mean, see, I would have welcomed it with open arms as a child because I disliked school so damn much. I hated school. When September rolled around, August it started getting it started making me itch. I would have hives in the middle of August. It's like, oh my God, it's coming. Because it was always around September 15th for us in the Pacific Northwest. And now I think schools are starting in August. I I don't get I don't know what the hell they're doing these days. I don't either. I do know that all eyes are on Governor Newsom. Oh, God. This uh, nuisance who is our governor here in the formerly great state of California, from which Outlaw Radio emanates here on your uh, local radio station and on YouTube under Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. And by the way, smash the like button and share and uh, and uh, subscribe. Come on, do it. YouTube hates us, but you don't. So stick it right up YouTube's orifice. Uh, oh, Governor Newsom. Nice. What? I said that's nice. Well, yes. All right. Just stick it up there. YouTube hates us. They do everything to damn us. I know that. As Governor Newsom would do if he knew that I was speaking about him right now. Uh, He's he's supposedly going to pass, this could happen, the nation's first law to punish doctors for COVID misinformation. Okay. 
California Assembly Bill 2098 passed August 29th by California Senate and now awaiting Governor Gavin Newsom's signature would subject doctors and others to disciplinary action, including having their licenses to practice medicine in California suspended or revoked for spreading COVID-19 misinformation. All right. uh, You talk about Orwellian. You talk about Soviet Union. Uh, yeah. How good was his doctor? They went to the laundry during a pandemic. Lori sat there having dinner Lori, with his this is, no mask. This is frightening stuff. No, this because, is really scary. What this is is simply about stopping free speech. Right. That's what that. this bill is, and that's what the left wants to do. Yeah, what is the want. what, Mark? Who's misinformation? They're in like if they don't agree with the that's inf- misinformation. That's misinformation, and that is, those are the people we're dealing with on the left. If they don't agree with you, that is misinformation. And if this goes into law, they can revoke a doctor's license. So what do you think the doctors are going to do? They, they will gone? retire. Exactly oh, like gone. the Gilligan's Island uh, uh, the the episode. They're going to stay mum. Oh, yeah. No, no. They're done. Mom. Mom. So the best of the best are out of California. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But the best of best of everybody is leaving anyway. or, Or they'll retire because they don't need this. You know they don't need this crap. No, they don't. Hey, uh, Mark, uh, because yes. you will you will send me info, and uh, sometimes it's simply a video, which doesn't load because you you get this crap from MSN, and it's a terrible source. But give me the thumbnail sketch because I I found this interesting enough to print. San Diego teacher defines fascist to class. As whites, heterosexuals, and Christians. Oh, and the Republican Party as fascist. And the Republican Party as fascist. Yes. So a teacher in San Diego yes. defines to her students... What grade? It doesn't matter. Uh, it, high school, I believe. Oh, so it's high, high school. So the kids that are Lori, getting out in the world and going to college next are going to be affected by Lori, this. Lori, okay. Lori. You'll this, believe it. This is the indoctrination that yeah. has been happening for a gazillion years oh now. God. San Diego teacher defines fascists as whites, heterosexuals, Christians, and Republicans. And I was going to say gets away with this, but... Uh, uh, there, there must be more to this story where, I mean, if it's out in the press, Mark, then someone got wind of this and they're pissed off about it. Uh, Amazon releases a trailer for Queer Love Triangle, My Policeman, starring Harry Styles after his woke I backlash. Him. I love that guy. Why don't you marry him? He's too young. Uh, is he too young? Yes. He's younger than my daughter. Isn't he? Well, that never stopped you with Morton Downey Jr. I like older men. I don't like children. This is why. This is why Lori doesn't like me. Because I'm not old enough. Uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't have I don't have wrinkles <laughs> like uh, Willie Nelson. No, I like I like Willie Nelson. Amazon released the full trailer for the upcoming queer love triangle, My Policeman, starring Harry Styles. 
Following the woke backlash against the film star, we talked about this last week, deemed a forbidden love story about a married British policeman who engages in a gay love affair during the 1950s, the trailer for My Policeman features Harry Styles falling in love with a woman before embarking on a secret affair in a time when being gay in in Great Britain was a crime, according to uh, some source called A-Frame. So this is back in the 50s? He yeah. The cop. Yeah, but Brit- British? Yeah. I thought all Brits were a little gay. <laughs> I mean, mm. or am I am I thinking of the French? But no, I mean, all the Monty Python skits no. were uh, so many gay skits. They're gay, meaning happy. They're like happy. No, but no. I think the French is any which way they go. Yeah. They wouldn't uh, go. They, uh, I thought their last episode, they did the, uh, you know, I lost my wallet. You're talking you know. about Monty Python. Yeah, and they, yeah. you know, it's the two of them, and there's the policeman. What does this and have then to do with saying, like, You know, I had it, and it's lost, and the police says, I don't know if I can help you. And there's a, a you know, the pregnant pause. You want to come? back to my place yeah right oh. It, you know, oh, so many gay references in British humor oh and they yeah, and they were always wearing dresses Mr. Like always uh, yeah Mrs. Premise and Mrs. Conclusion <laughs> yeah so I'm all, I, I'm shocked when I hear that that uh, gay love was illegal in the 50s in uh, in Britain uh, my policeman unfolds over two timelines, jumping forward to the 1990s when Patrick re-enters Tom and Marion's life played in their older years by Rupert Everett. Do we know this guy? I don't he's care a, he's a good actor. Who giggles? Okay. Uh, based on blah, blah, blah. Trailer comes ahead of the film's debut at the upcoming Toronto International Film. So, yeah, it was what? A couple weeks ago? Harry Styles, your love interest, Lori, uh, sparked a heavy backlash online when he lamented how films often do not depict gay sex as something tender and loving. Well, I think between men, I, I'm not certain it is tender and loving. I mean, it's... It, they can be tender and loving. I think I there's mean, a lot of brutality in them, bath, in, those, in them bathroom stalls. Uh, I mean, when you're cutting a hole out in the, in the wall, there's something going on that you're ain't tender and loving. Hell, Gloria. That's a Weird person. So, come on. Okay, so you're saying, okay, now you're throwing the gays under the bus. No, I'm not. You're I calling have a lot of gay anyone friends. that participates in a stall at Sticking a restaurant your or bar. Thing in a hole? Okay, you had to take it. See, you had to make it nasty. Well, that's I what simply I heard. talked about a hole in the stall. I never said anything about sticking anything in there. Well, that's a peekaboo. So my. <laughs> What the hell does okay. that mean? Laura seems to know a lot more about Don't this than we do. Yeah, Harry Styles said so much of gay sex in film is two guys going at it, and it kind of removes the tenderness from it. Uh, that was during a Rolling Stones uh, interview. I would imagine some people who watch it, who are very much alive during the time when it was illegal to be gay, and director Michael Grandage wanted to show that it's tender and loving and sensitive. He added, LGBTQ people blasted Styles on social media, accusing him of hijacking queer love to boost his profile. Oh, no. I quote here, queer people don't need him and he better stop speaking for us, said one Twitter user. Or it was more like, queer people don't need him and he better stop speaking for us. Wait a minute. Oh, lovely. He, he stole queer culture for his benefits and fame, period. If he, if he doesn't want to label himself uh, IDC, what is that? Ident- I don't care. Oh, I don't care? IDC, oh. I don't care. Wow, you're more hip on this. Uh, I am very friggin- hip these days. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not always a feasible thing. Yeah, right? today it is. Not for a woman your age. My age? Uh, but he- <laughs> what the heck? Buddy, 
But he, no, this uh, this dude goes on to say, but he shouldn't be giving his opinions about a community he doesn't even want to claim another road. And speaking of gay, have you heard of the children's show Peppa Pig? Yes. You'll hear more about it when we return on the big dog of broad chasing, meant to say casting, outlawradiolive.com. Of course, on YouTube, it's Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. One thing I can promise you, we'll be this after back. Riding on the range, I've got my hat on. I've got my boots, Dusty. So, you're listening to Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. Outlaw, outlaw.